Well, welcome in everyone to our biotransformation lab. And in this lab, we are going to be exploring the doshas through the five elements. So the biotransformation labs have been created by me for us to explore our biology and learn how to transform our body, our mind, and our spirit. And the biotransformation labs are going to be the first Tuesday of every single month for Ajatakasa members. And I'm sharing this biotransformation lab with all of you on my YouTube channel, Buddhist Biohacker YouTube. So don't forget to click subscribe. And if you're interested in joining these live Zoom calls, you'll find the information below in the show notes and also a link below to visit Ajatakasa directly. Okay, so with all that aside, today we are going to be talking about exploring the doshas through the five elements. And I'm really excited about this class because when we talk about Ayurveda, the very first thing that everyone talks about is what dosha are they? There's quizzes, there's all sorts of articles and information all across the internet telling you what dosha you are. And so today we're going to be talking about what a dosha actually is, what the five elements are in the Tibetan bone tradition, and how these five elements and the doshas relate to one another. So my work is a blend of Ayurveda and the Tibetan bone tradition, which is an ancient tradition of shamanism that comes out of the Himalayas. So I'm really excited because it's a beautiful marriage between the two, actually, and we're going to get into it here right away. So here we go. All right, so the very first thing that I want to talk to all of you about is what is a dosha? Okay, so the definition of a dosha in Ayurvedic medicine is a bioenergy center. And the word dosha in Sanskrit means fault or disease. There are three doshas, vata, pitta, and kapha. And their energies are believed to circulate in the body, and they govern physical, mental, and emotional characteristics. So each one of us has a dominant dosha or a combination of doshas. And in Ayurvedic medicine, it's believed that health is achieved through balancing the doshas. So there's a couple myths or concepts that I want to address right away with dosha. Um, what I've noticed in a lot of mainstream Ayurveda groups and articles and blogs is they talk about you being one of these doshas. I'm vata or I'm pitta or I'm kapha. And that's not exactly accurate because we are a makeup of all three of those no matter what. We may be primarily vata or primarily pitta but we're never going to want to connect our identity to a dosha because it's about all three doshas being balanced in whatever way our body was made. And our body was made with a particular makeup of these three doshas or our constitution in order to achieve our dharma. So it's pretty cool. Basically, we're born with a particular constitution or a makeup of these three doshas in order to achieve our mission, like what we were here to do on the planet. And that is called our prakriti. Our vikriti is our current dosha 
balance. And so what happens is, is even every hour, every day, throughout our lifetime, our doshas become imbalanced. And so when you're taking any of these dosha quizzes or looking at your dosha, you're more likely learning about where you're imbalanced right now than you're learning about your prakriti or what you were born with. The goal is to get back to that place, to that balanced place for you and how you were born. So I'm hoping that that clears up some of these questions about a dosha. So why do we even want to know what our dosha is or what our dosha imbalances are? Well, by understanding the doshas, we actually can understand how to balance our physical, mental, and spiritual health at any given moment, because we can understand how to balance these different elements within the body. And so we're going to get into the five elements. And um, it has been a practice of mine since 2011, um, working with Tibetan shamanism in the bone tradition, specifically the teacher Tenzin Wangyal Rinpoche and what he teaches in many of his books and his online video courses. And a lot of this relates to what I've learned in my journey with the Dalai Lama, which is a whole other conversation than this one. But there are five elements in the traditional bone uh, practices, earth, air, space, water, and fire. So air and space are separate. They are not one. And you'll see as we explore these why, because they actually have different elements within those, those spaces. So air and space is not the same. So the ancient practice of soul retrieval in the Tibetan bone tradition involves cultivating a sacred relationship with the spirits of nature. And what we learn in Tibetan shamanism is when we think of soul retrieval, a lot of us think of past life regressions and, you know, doing meditation and uh, transcendentalism theories. And in Tibetan traditions, it's very simple you just want your five elements balanced in the body. And if you are imbalanced, you are retrieving soul fragments and energy and vitality from the elements in nature. And for all of us who love to go out in nature, we love to be outside. Um, it's such a simple and beautiful practice. And what's awesome is in Ayurveda, which believe it or not, so Ayurveda is an ancient Indian science it's a medical process to healing, um, and it's all about longevity. Well, in Tibet, um, there is an ancient medical practice, and that is completely the same as Ayurveda. So no surprise, these ancient techniques are the same, with just some different languaging and some different ways that they view things. And so what you're going to find is these five elements exist within the doshas. And I think that's going to help you figure out what dosha you are. And that's what we're going to explore today in our practice is what, where are we at with our doshas and these five elements and how are we balanced? Because it can get complicated very quickly when you start to read Ayurveda texts. Now, this worksheet here is fabulous and I will drop the PDF form of this entire presentation in a Jatakasa so that you can reference it back. And this particular chart was taken directly from the True Source of Healing by Tenzin Wangyal Rinpoche. And it discusses 
the differences between how you feel when an element is balanced versus imbalanced. And one thing that's really important to notice here is the element is never gone. So when we think of an element being balanced, we have exactly what we need. If it's imbalanced, you either have too much or too little. And this correlates directly to Ayurveda. It's the same when we look at the three doshas. We either have too much vata or too little vata. We either have too much pitta or too little pitta. And you're going to see how this works. So this chart um, goes through all these pieces. I'm not going to read through the chart, um, mainly because we're going to experience this in an active meditation. So you're going to get, we're going to get to this, but this is going to be a resource that is available for you. So we're going to start with the vata dosha. And when I first learned about the doshas in my yoga teacher training a few years ago, <clears throat> our teacher used people as a direct representation of the doshas. So I'll never forget that. And I'll never not use this example. Um, her example was Mick Jagger, and he is the ultimate vata. So vata is air and space. Okay, so when you think of vata, air and space, this is like out of the body, not even grounded on the earth. It is our psychic abilities, it's our creativity, and the key words for vata are dry, light, cold, rough, subtle, mobile, and clear. And when you think of Mick Jagger and vata, Mick Jagger is lean, he's fast, He's creative, he's constantly moving, like when he's on stage and in his life. And he also, if you look at pictures of Mick Jagger, he has vata hair, it's curly, it's wild. It's not tame or thick. And his skin even can appear to be thin. And of course he's older, so he has wrinkles, but that thin and the, the dry, cold skin, that is all vata. So there's there's light and shadow with every dosha. And the light of vata is that you're very ethereal, you're very creative, you're very psychic, you're constantly on the go. A lot of dancers, like ballet dancers, are vata, very petite, very quick moving. Um, the shadow side of vata is our nervous system. So the nervous system and vata, anxiety, worry, MS. Alzheimer's, dementia, um, biting our nails, all of those things are vata elements that are, you know, imbalanced or in the shadow. Another way to tell what your constitution is, is by your bone structure. So vata have small bone structures. So for me, for example, if you, and all of you can do this, you can take your wrist and you're going to take your pointer finger and your thumb, and you're gonna wrap it around your wrist, okay? Now, when we do this, you can see on me that my thumb actually covers my other nail. And this is vata. I have a very small bone structure. Now, this is very much a generalization, but pitta, is average. So you might be more touching your fingers and kappa. You may not even be able to touch your fingers. They have a large bone structure. So it's just one way for you to tell what your constitution is. So 
Again, looking at your bone structure, vata is petite. Um, when I do block therapy, if I'm blocking my low belly, I actually have to turn my block long ways because my pelvis is small and I'm not able to fit it on the wide angle. So again, noticing how your bone is structured. If you're on the small side, if you're petite, um, those are all indicators of vata. So this is how vata connects to the elements, air and space. When you think of vata in the body, this is the space between our cells. This is our nervous system and its ability to operate. This is our mitochondria having space to move around the body. It also can manifest dry skin, dry hair, um, eczema, um, even though eczema can be a form of inflammation, which is pitta, it's part of the vata constitution. So these are all things that you can see within vata and the elements. Now, if we go into pitta, so pitta is fire and water, which don't go very well together if you think about it. What happens when fire and water connect, right? Water may put out the fire or the fire may burn up the water and turn it into steam. So fire and water is pitta and it's oily, sharp, hot, light, mobile, and liquid. And when you think of pitta, again, pitta is gonna be your middle, your average, so average sized bones. Um, average facial features, you know, kappa might be wide nose where vata might be narrow nose. Pitta is in the middle. So if you're kind of average in height, average in your features, that's pitta. Now you can see from the cayenne pepper that I show here, pitta is fire. And typically red haired people are pitta. And if you have a tendency towards reds, you might have pitta. Pitta is inflammation. Think of something like when your face gets flushed or a rash is red, right? That red fire energy is pitta. And pitta people are those type A intense CEO energies. So pitta are usually the people at hot yoga at 5 a.m. no matter what. And they will do that hot yoga at 5 a.m. until they have to have rotator cuff surgery. Like that's what pitta does when really they should be at the yin yoga practicing meditation and being quiet. Pittas are usually pushing everything as hard as they can. Pittas are fast movers. Pittas are always on the go. Um, a great Pitta example, people might get mad at me, but is Donald Trump. Um, he is a good Pitta example in that he's just go, 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 and he's intense and he's arrogant and he's focused. That's a Pitta energy. So Pitta is on the move and they're very intense. And you can see from the words here, they're sharp. They're usually very intelligent and they also can be cutting um, on the shadow side of things. Again, Pitta is fire, so pitta is your inflammation. It can be anything from the water energy of swelling all the way to the fire energy of a rash or some kind of inflammatory disease in the body. Kappa. So kappa is water and earth and in the elements. And what happens when we mix water and earth? 
they turn to mud. <laughs> and this always helps me remember the qualities of kappa because they're heavy, slow, cold, oily, slimy, dense, soft, static, and cloudy. Now, if we were going to think of kappa and people, we think of the Greek gods and goddesses who are voluptuous and oily and thick, lustrous hair. Um, when you think of kappa people, they're always the people of gorgeous skin, no matter what, beautiful, long, thick hair, no matter what, but they might be bigger boned or more voluptuous or curvy. Kappas are slow to move, so they prefer to lay around, just like those Greek gods and goddesses. They'd rather lay around and, and be fed grapes than go to that hot yoga. But kappas are the ones who really need the hot yoga because sweating is really, really important for the kappa element. So kappa tends to not move as much, and it's going to represent, when you think of slow, it's, it's slow to digest. There's no fire here, right? Kappa is water and earth. And so fire energy, that pitta energy is what helps us digest. It's what creates what's called agni, which is the fire that digests all of our food. And kappa have challenges with agni and they benefit from eating spicy foods and really, you know, spicy or hot uh herbs and spices like cloves, cinnamon, cayenne, they need that heat to digest and to move things through their body. So kappa can have challenges with digestion. They can have challenges with weight gain, um, but they also can have really great skin and great hair and really strong bones. All right. So we're going to practice a meditation to explore the elements. And what I'm hoping is that by exploring the elements inside your own body, you're going to discern what your relationship is with the five elements and possibly what your dosha and your constitution are. And you're also going to notice where you're balanced or imbalanced. So I'd love for you to just get prepared to do a little meditation. So, you know, sit back, take a nice deep breath, roll your shoulders back. And you can close down your eyes. And go ahead and just come into natural breathing. So just become aware of your natural breath. And sorry, I'm going to get to my page here. All right, here we go. So begin to bring your attention inward and become aware of the stillness of your body. From the crown of your head 
all the way down to the soles of your feet. And give your body some loving attention. Maybe you give yourself a hug. And as you feel that warmth coming from that self-love, every cell begins to respond. You feel a sense of well-being from this caring attention. And as you breathe in, you begin to access stillness. If your mind wanders, just bring it back. It is one thing to be physically still and another to be aware of that stillness. When you are aware of stillness, it supports you. Walk through the door of stillness and become aware of simply being open. You have entered into your unbounded sacred space. Take a deep breath in and listen. Hear the silence in and around you. Listen with your entire body. Feel the silence move through your whole being. Walk through the doorway of silence and allow yourself to experience a deep sense of peace. Begin to connect with authentic presence. Bring your awareness to your heart, dropping into your heart center. Be aware of this spaciousness at the center of your being. The space at your heart is like a clear open sky. You are that sky. Be aware of it, feel it, and connect with it. When the sky is clear, the sun shines and you feel its warmth. Allow a sense of warmth to arise within you. Feel and connect with that genuine warmth. Now bring your awareness to your feet and notice your feet connected with the earth. The quality of earth is a sense of groundedness, a feeling of being connected and centered. 
Earth supports your ability to connect with your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Earth allows you to connect with the people that you care about and the work that you love. Ask yourself, when have you felt confident, stable, and grounded? This is a healthy balance of the earth element. Ask yourself, when have you felt flighty, spacey, agitated, and without anchor? Perhaps you found yourself searching for something or someone to help you feel stable and secure. This could be your earth element imbalanced. The earth element is associated with a feeling of being grounded in each moment, just as you are. Imagine now how the earth feels beneath your feet when you walk in the sand or stand on a rock. Can you imagine yourself sinking roots into the earth like a tree? Take a moment to feel the support of the earth. How secure do you feel in yourself? How often do you feel centered with a real sense of connection to your family, friends, and the natural world? If you have been feeling disconnected or ungrounded, Earth element is there for you now. Take a deep breath and retrieve what you need from the earth to find balance. Move now into water. Water is associated with comfort. Do you feel comfortable in your body, in your environment, with your family or friends? When water element is balanced, you are fluid. You are able to respond with ease to changing circumstances. A healthy connection with water element brings an innate joy of being. When water element is not balanced, you may feel ill at ease or uncomfortable. Something feels off or not right. You lack a feeling of well being. Take a moment and imagine hearing a gentle rain or feeling the flow of warm water water over your body as you shower. Take a moment to experience the comfort and ease of water.
shift your focus now to the solar plexus, the stomach, the digestive organs, to the element of fire, the Agni. Fire brings enthusiastic joy. It is blissful and mentally wakeful. When fire element is balanced, you are full of creative ideas, you initiate projects, and you bring them to fruition. Check in with yourself and ask, when did you last feel inspired by your work and brought a creative project into form? When have you felt a lack of energy, a lack of inspiration, or a lack of vitality? Those moments are when fire element is blocked. Perhaps you've had great ideas and did not get them off the ground. Take a moment now to imagine dancing around a bonfire. Breathe in the element of fire and retrieve what you lack. Do you feel a spark of that liveliness when you engage with life? Bring back enthusiasm through fire. Imagine standing in an open field or park, feeling the fresh wind play around you. There is a sense of freedom and flexibility when connecting with the air element. The air element is all pervasive. As air moves, it disperses the clouds to reveal an open sky. Air clears away our disturbing thoughts and it reveals the cloudless inner sky of the mind. When air element is within you and balanced, you can transform hate into love, gloom into joy. You easily resolve worries and concerns. Air is playfulness as water is comfort. You can savor a sunset or a good meal. Air is curiosity and discovery. If air is not balanced, you feel stuck. There is no movement, no growing. Your relationships are not deepening, your career is going nowhere, your meditation practice is not progressing. Take a moment to reflect on where you most sense a lack of freedom and flexibility in your life. Where are you weighed down? Where is there a lack of movement in your life? And as you breathe in the air, retrieve 
the qualities of air that you are lacking. Bring your awareness to the third eye, the chakra in between the eyebrows, just above the eyes. And imagine looking up through the third eye to a cloudless, open sky. This is space element. Space is the openness of the clear sky. And the word for space element is accommodation. Even if you are working full time and juggling family responsibilities, there is room for it all. With your vast and accommodating perspective, you never are overwhelmed by your experiences or tempted to sidestep your responsibilities. You can enjoy a conversation with someone new because you are open. You can fall in love because you are open. You are open to possibilities. Even the deepest wounds can be healed with space element because you are open to the healing process. Full integration with space element results in the highest spiritual attainment, the recognition of your true nature. Now, conversely, with too little space, every challenge seems impenetrable. When you lose something, you can only focus on what is missing. Space element in that clear cloudless sky allows us to expand our horizons. So take a moment to reflect on these questions, are you able to accommodate what is happening in your life? To make decisions and to take action. Take a nice deep breath in and bring all five elements into your space. Allow yourself to feel balanced and in oneness with these elements. And we close this meditation practice with my favorite quote from Tenzin Wangyal Rinpoche. So as you Visualize these five elements in your body, take in these words. The earth element is experienced as mirror-like wisdom, the recognition of clear, unobscured, and unchanging reflective quality of the nature of mind. Water is experienced as all-accomplishing wisdom, Awareness that all phenomena are spontaneously, effortlessly, and naturally perfected. Fire 
is experienced as discriminating wisdom, the realization that every phenomenon is unique. Air is experienced as the wisdom of equanimity, the capacity to be grounded in even the most extreme situations by realizing the luminous innate awareness that is the base of all experience. Space is experienced as the wisdom of emptiness, the realization that all phenomena lack inherent existence. And as we bring these five elements, air, water, earth, fire, and space, take a nice deep breath in, feeling balanced in all five elements and bring your chin down to your chest, feeling the stretch at the back of the neck. Slowly flutter your eyes open and come back into the space, come back to center. And it helps after we go through any kind of meditation to just sort of look around the room and maybe name things like window, book, door, anything that's going to help bring you back into the present moment. And we're going to go backwards on the slides just for a minute to relate these after you've been through this experience. So when we think of kapha and water and earth, that's groundedness and comfort. When you think of a kapha woman, she's the woman that you want to hug and just bury into her breasts and her body and she holds you like this great eternal mother. That's kapha, comfort and warmth, groundedness. When we go to pitta, pitta is fire and water. This is enthusiasm and mobility. It's your passion, it's your creative fire. You think of a painter just painting these beautiful paintings with all of this enthusiasm and inspiration from God's source, that is pitta. And when we think of vata, that's air and space. It's the clouds clearing in your blue sky when you're hiking in Colorado like I do and you're on a mountaintop and you can just see for miles and miles. And there's a slight breeze just blowing. It's mobility, it's flexibility, it's openness and spaciousness. And so I'm sure you can see how these all relate now. And I'm hoping that through this experience, and you can do this as many times as you want to, the video is gonna be available for everyone, that you'll be able to start to relate to the doshas, to these three doshas, to these Ayurvedic constitutions, to better understand your own makeup, and also to start to understand where you're imbalanced. Because what happens when we're imbalanced, for example, if we have too much kapha, that earth and that water, and they create mud and there's this stagnation energy, you know, slow moving, 
We want to bring in fire and you can do this in your nutrition by bringing in spicy foods, by drinking cumin seed tea to ignite the enzymes in, in your digestion so that the digestive fire can process what you're eating. You may bring fire into your body if you're kapha. You may want to go do that hot yoga and sweat and force yourself to move so that you're moving energy. Another example is vata. So I love my crackers and hummus, but my vata is typically out of balance. And so the last thing I should be eating is cold, dry crackers because that is what vata's imbalance is, is cold, dry, dry skin, you know, nervous system, anxiety, worry. So the best thing that you can do to counteract a vata imbalance with nutrition is to eat a warm sweet potato or bone broth, a really the kind of broth that has an oil slick on the top to lubricate the body. That's what vata needs. So as you explore these elements, it's going to help you explore your imbalances and to better understand how to start applying it to your nutrition, to your lifestyle, in order to become healthy and to become balanced. So last but not least, I made this little visual map. Um, we all love quizzes. We do. I love quizzes. And I think many of us are enough out of the matrix that we're past Cosmo quizzes. Um, but I have quizzes for you. So it's very exciting. So when you are in Ajatakasa, and for those of you who aren't in the Ajatakasa platform, it's only $13 a month. And there are so many resources. I can't even count them all. There's thousands of resources in there. But I made a little map here and hopefully you can see this with my cursor. So when you go into Ajata Casa and you go to the menu bar, you're gonna go to our biotransformation lab. Within that lab, you're going to go to lifestyle and guides and forms and dosha lifestyle guides. And what you're gonna find, you're gonna land here. This is my little map I made for you. You're going to land at dosha exploration. And this video is in dosha exploration, as well as three different quizzes that you can take and they're PDF downloads. So you can download them, you can print them off, you can take them as many times as you want to, but it's three different quizzes that are going to help you determine your dosha. And again, as I said, your what you're born with innately, your prakriti, may or may not come through in these dosha quizzes. It's more likely your vikriti, which is your current balance and imbalance. So, you know, just kind of play with it. One of the quizzes goes deeper into your childhood, so you're going to get a better idea of what constitution you were born with um, versus where you're balanced and imbalanced. There's so many great questions from your cycles and your age and your dietary to your stools. Um, there's all sorts of stuff that you can get into with those quizzes that are going to help you identify what your constitution is. Once you identify your constitution in this dosha lifestyle guides folder, in Ajatakasha, um, I am loading guides for Vata, Pitta, and Kappa. And these guides come from various resources. Um, there's some different ones or downloadable PDF forms as well. And you'll be able to start to explore 
um, what you can do to live a healthy, balanced life based on your dosha. So there's lots of resources. And last but not least, um, you can also work with me individually. We can do a functional Ayurveda intake and really look at where you're at in your life right now, what's imbalanced, and I can help you as an Ayurvedic wellness coach to get to a healthy place, to get to a balanced place. That is what I do. And you can find all of that information on lisamgunshore.com. So thank you so much for being a part of this. And I would love to hear in the comments, whether you're in Ajata Casa watching this or whether you are um, on YouTube, I'd love to hear in the comments what you experience, feel, share, anything that's coming to you. And in Ajata Casa, we do have a biotransformation lab group um, that's open to the whole community where we're gonna be sharing how we're transforming our biology and what we're learning from these particular labs that we're going to have every month. Next month, February, first Tuesday of February, we are gonna be talking about food journaling and how to discern what your food allergies and food sensitivities are, as well as your emotional challenges with food. So thank you guys so much and have an incredible, incredible day.